Let's see. Egypt jokes. Egypt jokes. How about this week's villains don't fight Pharaoh? No, that's no good. Um, some ancient demons make Jack cry out for his mummy. Alright, that's a little better. Uh, Jack gets roped into a pyramid scheme. No, that doesn't even work here. Ah, this intro's no good. It really sphinks. This has got to recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 31. Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. This was a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Glad you're feeling excited about it. Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> little under the weather this week, as you know, so anyone... Listening to the show, I apologize in advance if I'm a little stuffy sounding. Just comes with the territory. Yep. Deal with it. Yeah, it's being sick sucks, but also it was a good excuse. Like I took a few days off from work, sat on the couch and put a nice warm blanket on and drank a lot of Gatorade, as you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good excuse to catch up on some things that I have uh, been missing in recent months. You know what I did was I caught up on a lot of... uh, 2021 movies oh there you go like what you big movie guy like i feel like movies are like a very low priority for me these days uh i don't watch a lot of them anymore but once in a while i'll just be in the mood to watch a movie yeah but usually i'll look for something kind of specific like not a specific movie but a specific genre like i want to watch bruce willis play a withered ex-cop whose (laughs) daughter gets kidnapped We've got uh, options, baby. There are many of those. I watched three <laughs> of them in one night one time. Oh, God. <laughs> there are worse ways to spend nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pretty good. They were all the same movie, pretty much, but... Yeah, no. that's That just comes with the territory. Um, Let's see. What did I watch? I'll tell you what I watched, which was really good. If you want to call this a movie, which I'm going to consider it. Um, Have you seen the comedy special uh Bo Burnham inside I have I've seen that a few times now uh and I've got some of it on Spotify yeah I that popped up on a lot of people's like Spotify wrapped playlists this year I saw that trending on social media um having not watched it up to that point I kind of didn't understand how that was possible for so many people Mm -hmm. uh also uh my wife is on TikTok and when she'll be watching TikToks, um, there will be songs that I do not recognize. And like the lyrics of are so buck wild. I'm like, how is this a song that people are like enjoying? Like all these tweens are enjoying on on TikTok. Uh, it turns out like 99% of them are from this Bo Burnham inside special. I believe that. I did, yeah, I did not know that. I don't. I'm not up to date on the, the TikToks. You got to get on it, baby. But I imagine that one, uh, the I'm not feeling like I want to get lit one is probably on there. I think. Yes, I think it is. I would imagine that's one of the big ones. Uh, I liked the special a lot, though. I thought it was really good. I was very impressed by it. Obviously, it goes to like some dark places that are like very 
relatable human places. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Very, very impressed by something from Bo Burnham, like a person who like in the past, like you kind of laugh off someone like that, like, oh, they're not serious. Like they make stupid Internet videos. And, uh, like, I've always been a fan of Bo uh, since his like early YouTube days when I was in middle school watching him. OK, I think I equated him with like Dane Cook. In my mind, <laughs> it was around the time that Dan Cook was popular. I think that he started that's popping why. up on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why. So that kind of got me off the Bo Burnham train right away. But now I'm <laughs> firmly back on with this special. Well, good. It might be his last one. The previous one was his last one until this one, which is how that works. But because he quit. <laughs> right. I'm willing to give him the time he needs to make. Hopefully one that's <laughs> a little less personally <laughs> grueling. For yeah. Him. My favorite bit from that is when he's playing the video game and then compares it to Death Stranding. That's yes. I thought that was a good, <laughs> <Very funny. laughs> good, joke. good bit for <laughs> folks like you and me, you know, dorks, people who like Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking freaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there was one thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the episode as well. Please. An update to Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yes. Is that it's been canceled. <laughs> Yeah, that did happen. So, Brendan, I guess the question is, did you ever get around to it? I watched the first five minutes of the first episode. Uh, It's like like some guys in a casino and Spike shows up and does some cool poses and then Jet shows up. And then I stopped watching it because I hated how they were trying so hard to make Spike cool when you don't need to make Spike cool. He just is. I think what we've talked about is like, I had mild interest in it just to see, like, if it was really going to be a huge trash fire like everyone was expecting. Um, Just knowing that it's now been canceled, like, my interest has gone from, like, 5% to, like, a very firm zero. Yeah, I will not check out the rest of it. Uh, (laughs) The graphics look cool. Like, the ship designs are really cool. Like, the way they translated them. Uh, But beyond that, I don't care at all. No. Yeah. I think I'll probably pass on the one now one and only season of the Cowboy Bebop live action (laughs) remake. You feel bad because, you know, there were definitely people like trying hard. I think that the the actors seemed like they were having a good time. Yeah. And there were a lot of people involved on the staff for like the the graphic design and everything. So it does suck. But it's like maybe maybe pick your projects a little bit better next time. Yeah. Should have never gone down that path. Uh, There's money to be made. Mm -hmm. You know, this Netflix, you know, Bo Burnham can't be your only moneymaker. You got to get a little live action anime up in there. Yeah. Too big of a fish. They only make so many uh, seasons of The Circle. So, you know, you got to make money in between those seasons one way or another. (laughs) That show they could record like seven seasons at a time because it just takes place in one hotel. Yeah, one building over the course of like five days. Um, super low budget, it seems. Um, I don't know. I love the circle. We've talked about that a little yeah, bit before on the show. Uh, but that was thank it. you, Netflix. Just wanted to bring that up uh, to kind of bring a conclusion to our our uh, Cowboy Bebop talks. That is the hopefully the final time that will ever. <laughs> I don't see any possible way it could ever come up again. But you know, you and me have a habit of like sort of harboring old thoughts that <laughs> reappear on later episodes of the show. So anything is possible, my boy. Yeah. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. Uh, Brendan, do you want to see if 
Jack finds a way to get by in episode 31 of our show? I do. Let's All do right, it. Let's, let's do it. Watch out. Episode 31 of Samurai Jack, which I think we mentioned last week, Brendan, we're at the halfway point yeah. of Samurai Jack. 62 episodes in total, including the final season. So this is the fi- the 50% mark. We're, uh, we're cresting the hill. That's right. It's all downhill from here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been going downhill for a long time now. Uh, perhaps we'll find out if that, <laughs> that trend continues this week. Uh, I'm really interested to hear our, th- our our collective thoughts on what happened here. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 31 of Samurai Jack titled Jack and the Scarab, which I think is shitty. I think yeah. that's a bad title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Does, like encapsulates a small part. A of very minor part of the, the episode. So I, I did know this one already because I, I looked into one of the voice actors for the episode. Okay. And while I was watching it the first time, I just started drawing the art for it instead of actually watching it. Uh, so I was like listening to what was going on and there's no mention of a scarab. And since I didn't see what was happening, I didn't know that there ever was a scarab. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is the episode title for this? Uh, but then I went back and watched it a couple more times. There's a scarab. All right. Yep, there certainly is. Uh, Jack and the Scarab, November 22nd. 2002 uh the desert sun is beating over these large stone pillars that are covered in ancient symbols and we can hear the sound in the distance of laughing children and we realize that we are now in one of our favorite parts of this television show a flashback sequence of young jack Mm mm-hmm Jack, he's uh, running around through an Egyptian temple with two Egyptian children. Jack actually looks a little older than usual. Like, I feel like in this episode, he looks like he's aged a little bit versus other flashbacks we've seen of him. Yeah, I would agree with that, Uh, at least compared to Jack Remembers the Past. Is that what it's called? Right. Yep. Um, But that would make sense, though, because that was sometime before he left his home. And this would be some time after. And he certainly did age through like the opening montage in episode one. I don't remember specifically if he looked older in the Egyptian portion of that montage. It's yeah, possible. I think there was a part of the montage where they're they're singing a song and they walk across a log and Jack just gets like progressively older as they take steps across the log. Uh, Jack eats like a pill bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite part of episode one. And episode two, it's weird that they did it in two yeah, consecutive episodes, <laughs> and somehow the show like caught on after like this is what the show's all about. But hey, you know, sixty-two episodes later, nobody's complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack's hanging out in ancient Egypt, which, <laughs> which we remarked on during that opening montage of Jack's like amazing time traveling abilities. <laughs> um, I did a little research because I couldn't remember the exact dates off the top of my head. But here you go, Brendan. Here's some important dates for you to keep in mind regarding ancient Egypt and ancient slash feudal slash samurai era Japan. Okay. Ancient Egypt is considered like 3000-ish BC uh, all the way up to like around the year 30 BC, which is when the Romans kind of took over the Egyptian empire. Mm -hmm. 
So if you want to like even give Jack the benefit of the doubt that he was in ancient Egypt, like at the end of ancient Egypt, we're talking still like BC times. Yep. The rise of the samurai in Japan sort of as we know them really started in like the 1100s and 1200s. So we're talking a, a difference of at minimum like over 1100 years. No big deal. But we're just going to forget about it, baby. <laughs> it don't matter none. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and that's not the only time traveling Jack did in that episode. Or probably, you know, we might have some other flashbacks where he goes to some other cultures that were wildly out of his that He his should time not period. be able to, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Just forget about it. It's another one. of This whole episode is another one of those hand wavy episodes where like the implications of what are happening here. It's like, nope, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's Samurai Jack, anything. The more often they do it, though, the more it matters. (laughs) It matters to me, damn it. (laughs) So Jack is, uh, he's in Egypt. He's playing with these two children. There's a fun, playful music playing behind them. And uh, the music cuts out dramatically and is replaced by this very epic chorus as young Jack and the children stop running. They stop in their tracks in front of these gargantuan statues of uh, some Egyptian pharaohs and the god Anubis uh, sitting on thrones, like these humongous statues right in front of them. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. And we get a good sense of scale when we like pull the camera out and see them like at their feet. Yeah, it this whole episode is kind of cool with stuff like that, like the sense of scale. Like there's a lot of big ass things in this episode mm-hmm. um, for Jack and his friends slash foes to marvel at. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like gawking up at these gigantic statues and uh, they they pause for a minute. But then one of the the children pushes the other child and they all uh, start chasing each other and they're playing again, having a good time, sort of running around the temple. Um, Jack stops running and uh, hides behind a pillar uh, as a procession of these Egyptian priests walks by in front of him. Uh, they're like these very serious looking priests wearing like ornate robes and carrying these big scepters, some kind of religious sect in this Egyptian temple. Yeah, it seems like it. At least we don't really get very much about these guys, though. No, nope, hardly anything at all. That's OK. They didn't seem that interesting. So <laughs> we'll move on from them as well. Um, the uh, two Egyptian children are having like a slap fight with each other and Jack like shushes them to stop. And points over at the priest like, hey, be quiet. The priests are here. And they all wait for the priest to walk away. And as they do, Jack makes a big smile and then runs up and just slaps one of the children like right on the arm like yeah. as hard as he can. <laughs> I think they're playing tag. <laughs> hey, he smacks the shit out of him. He does. And I'm pretty sure if they even if they are playing tag, Jack wasn't it at the time. <laughs> yeah. The, the kid he hit, I'm pretty sure was it when the game started. Well, you know, it's like they say that, like, they had a a version of chess in ancient Egypt that's, like, similar to ours, but not the exact same. Mm -hmm. You know, tag back then, things were a little rough, and anyone could be it at any moment. (laughs) You just decide you're it and slap somebody. I'm it. Punch to the face. (laughs) That's a fun game. Um, Yeah, they they all start playing again. Uh, Jack runs into this big chamber that's filled with more like super tall statues 
and uh, Jack, young Jack gets his signature young Jack coy smile on his face. I love this little mischievous look that we only get so often, but it's mm-hmm. always a treat. Um, he crouches and hides behind one of these tall statues, and uh, one of the children runs through the chamber looking for him, but he can't see Jack. And uh, as Jack is hiding, the stone floor beneath him starts to crumble and give way. And uh, he looks down at the floor, but he falls through the floor into a room below him. And uh, he actually, like, smacks his face really hard on, like, some sort of stone structure, like, just beneath him. He lands directly on his head when he falls through the floor. (laughs) He face plants directly into something. (laughs) It looked very painful. There's also, like, a flashback sequence later in the episode where we get to see him face plant again. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah rough a lot of horseplay so far in this episode screwing around too much (laughs) it's settle settle (laughs) he uh collects himself from this head wound that he just received and looks up and he's in this big dark spooky chamber uh he walks up to this large round tomb that's in this this chamber that's got two big statues of the egyptian sun god ra uh, are flanking this big tomb. Uh, Brendan, I used to be like way into ancient Egyptian stuff when I was like a child. That was like my whole shit was, I think I went to the Boston Museum of Science, which I know you know is a great museum. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I think I got like a a sticker book with like a bunch of mummies and pharaohs and stuff in it. And I was hooked on ancient Egyptian stuff for a good long while as a child. I believe that. Ancient Egypt, Egypt was never my favorite thing, but I could see why you would like it. <laughs> Do I strike you as that type? Yeah, because you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> I like space and dinosaurs like a cool guy. Uh, I only like things that really happened. The dinosaurs, I've never seen one. Mummies, dinosaurs are a government psyop. I've seen those. <laughs> I I tried that astronaut ice cream they sell in that gift shop there. Seems pretty real pretty to me. Bad. I like it, actually. I still do like it. You freak. You liar. <laughs> no, you don't good. like it. You don't chew it, though. If you chew it, then it's like the worst thing ever. The astronauts don't even like the astronaut ice cream. Well, astronauts are stupid. And that's astronauts why we shot them into space. They're not even real. Mummies are real. <laughs> They're so dumb, we needed to get them off the planet. <laughs> good riddance, I say. <laughs> Sorry to all our fans listening on the ISS right now. Oh, please. If you are listening to us on the ISS or any other sort of off-the-grid space station orbiting the planet Earth, uh, gotta recap at gmail.com is the email address. <laughs> please let us know what portion of the world you are hovering over or what uh, alien planet you have found yourself on. Uh, we would love to hear from you. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, Jack is reading the hieroglyphics, which I misspelled several times in my show notes here. I believe uh, it. But thank God for the autocorrect here. Um, you probably could have left it. Nobody else is going to read those. <laughs> I have to admit, I have to sort of cast out my shame to the public to kind of finally yeah. <laughs> like bury the hatchet with myself. If you hadn't said anything, nobody would have ever known. All right. I'm an open book, baby. Um. Jack is reading the hieroglyphics, which are depicting a battle, some sort of battle between like the gods and some 
scary looking dark demons. Um, Shaq is reading hieroglyphics, which was the skill that he learned in the opening montage. I feel like this whole episode was just a justification for that. Yeah, it could have been. Um, <laughs> this this episode also kind of brings into question like the timeline of what Jack is doing now, like in in his like adult age. Yeah, because he's back in Egypt again, and we later on we'll see a couple familiar <sighs> faces uh, from the last time he was in Egypt. Right. So, like, did they write this to take place at that same time, or was it always the plan to just kind of hop around whenever they wanted to? Well, it's like we talked about with couple on a train. Like, Jack can be anywhere at any time, and yeah, there is no indication of how long it's taking him from get to point A to B to G to L. <laughs> like, he's all over the place. Yeah, Jack is, he's reading this, and as he's reading this, the children appear above him in the hole in the roof that he fell through, and they ask him uh, what he's reading. Uh, young Jack responds to them and actually, like, has a voice actor, yep. which I don't think I like that. I kind of think I like, like, the silent young Jack, although you can't have that forever. I'm not surprised right. that they did this, but it does just sound like a child doing an impression of Samurai Jack. It does. Uh, I was kind of interested to see once we saw Jack running around with the kids and he was kind of communicating with them. Right. I was like, if they're going to give him a voice, it's going to be here. Uh, so I'm kind of glad they did. Uh, but this is the voice actor I looked up. Uh, because it sounded to me like the person who played Eugene on Hey Arnold hmm. kind of doing a Jack impression. Like it sounded like that a similar voice. It is not that person. That uh, is... I don't remember the name of who it actually is, because once it wasn't the one I wanted it to be, I stopped caring. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> you can't validate my opinion. Uh, that is a very specific poll for you. And I, I wish that had worked out. I, I such... really, yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping that's the ultimate feather in your cap, getting that one <laughs> right. You'll get them next time, sport. Damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack Jack responds to them and uh, basically explains the story that's written on this tomb. It says that long ago, the evil overlord Set came and unleashed his evil minions upon the land. None of the great pharaoh's armies could stop the minions, as they brought terror to all. The pharaoh then called upon a great power to imprison the minions here, in this tomb, where they will stay forever. <sighs> and there's a note on the tomb that mentions the uh, only salvation should those minions ever be freed. And just as Jack's about to read what that salvation is, a hand uh, sort of grabs his shoulder and turns him around, and the three children scream in terror at something, which is just one of those Egyptian priests. Mm -hmm. The sequencing of this is a little weird, because it almost seems like they inserted the scream later on. Like, kind of looking at it, it's like it feels like a very forced scream in like the moment of him turning around, I don't know, like a couple of watches of this, like made me question, like if they, for some reason inserted the scream after like, no, it's not dramatic enough. And then when the reveal is, oh, it's just one of the priests, like, oh, that's extremely anticlimactic. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't catch that, but I believe you. I'd have to go back and watch it again and really pay attention to it. Uh, it was just a weird thing. Yeah, I thought I noticed, but it could have been absolutely nothing. No, you could be right. When I rewatched it, I skipped the, the children part. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. 
I don't do that because I have a little integrity. <laughs> nope. I went I went straight to chapter three. <laughs> I don't have chapters, baby. It's just one long progress bar on HBO Max. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> Brenda, do you watch the uh, uh, opening credits every week? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. I was hoping that you did. Yeah, I, I'll skip them if I watch it again. I'll skip them. But for when I sit down to watch the episode for the show, I watch the whole thing. All right. Good. Good boy. So do I. Fuck you, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Some people don't. Some people, you know. Yeah, no, there is. There are a few shows that I will always watch the intro. Uh, this Twin Peaks and Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> what about the live action version? Uh, no, I don't actually know if they do the intro on that one. They didn't in they the first have episode. To. You've got to. If the first episode just cold opened on crime happening. We ta- We said that we would never talk about this show again. <laughs> We lied. It's both of our faults. I know. It's, it's, it'll be back, baby. That's your Always fault for believing us. <laughs> yeah, it's not our fault. <laughs> this uh, priest has arrived, and he's scolding the children for playing in the temple instead of studying, he says, and he shoos them out of the temple. Uh, they uh, they run away from the priest, and he turns around and looks at the tomb, and the camera uh, zooms in on those three minions etched in stone on the side of this tomb and uh, there are name tags for them that say Stuart, Kevin and Bob. <laughs> and one of them's holding a banana. I don't, I don't really know what's happening. I had to fit it in somewhere. The amount of times the word <laughs> minions is said in this episode in a time before minions, they didn't, you know, minions were just a, a twinkle in uh, whoever made them's eye in Gru's eye. Yeah. Well, we want to talk about the deep minion lore. They've been around a lot longer than Gru. Oh, God. I don't have time for this. Maybe I do. <laughs> Shall we? Bonus episode. We'll talk about the Minions movie. I am surprisingly less opposed to that than you might think. <laughs> I've seen it. So. I haven't. <laughs> but I might do it for something like, I don't know. We'll talk about it we'll off th- air. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep your eyes peeled for our social media where we'll announce it if we're doing it. For our Minions recap. (laughs) Uh, That, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, The camera zooms way into, like, the black demon's body, and uh, it fades to blackness. Like, the whole screen goes black, and then there's a robotic noise that interrupts this darkness, and the black screen is, like, torn away uh, to reveal one of those robots, just like you mentioned earlier, one of those robots with like the four scimitar arms that we had seen in Jack and the Warrior Woman, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Like it's a nice touch that they brought. They totally did not have to bring those characters back for yeah. this episode, but I think it's cool that like they were like, oh yeah, we have established characters for this specific setting. We have minions that would be here already, like Aku's yeah. minions, not. Sets right. minions or Gru's minions. Or Stuart, Kevin, and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, they've unearthed the tomb in a crater in the desert, and uh, the rest of the temple around it is, like, mostly gone or destroyed from what we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, the robots say, we found it. And the camera zooms out to reveal that Aku is overlooking this whole excavation uh, Brendan Aku in two episodes straight. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, I was <laughs> very excited to see him again. I kind of thought I kind of thought we wouldn't for a little while. It's like we we hit our quota for the first half of the season. 
the way the show has gone, yeah, I did not expect to see him in back-to-back episodes, but, you know, they know where their bread is buttered. <laughs> yeah. Got to get that bad boy up in every episode. I would be okay with it. Um, yeah, Aku is, he's looking over this project, and he's extremely pleased that they found the tomb, and he, uh, s- like, psychically lifts the lid of the tomb up and sets it aside. And all those robots lean in eagerly, and there's a very long pause as they're waiting for something to happen. And then suddenly there's a, there's a burst of blue flame as three creatures burst out from the top of this opened tomb. Um, there's a weird like kind of lame freeze frame that happens when they jump out of the tomb. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I just thought it was unnecessary. I, I don't a, know. I, just an action, like a leaping action pose. A freeze frame. <laughs> to set up the poster for the movie. Did you watch True Detective season one and two? I watched season one. I didn't watch okay. season two. There's a very dramatic freeze frame that happens in season one that's like actually really good. And then they did one in season two that like tried to recapture that magic and totally whiffed it. <laughs> I believe it. Season two seemed to be doing that all over the place. Watch the first like, couple not, episodes and was like, ah, I'm not the first person to trash on True Detective season two, but I might be the first person to do it in the last four years. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I when you brought it up, I was like, whoa, I haven't thought about that in forever. Weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. The uh, these these minions pop out of the tomb and they're these these black demons that have golden heads and uh, they're in, they're in the shape of what's actually known as a set animal. I looked this up. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the the animal that the Egyptian god Set his uh, sort of form is based on is not actually reminiscent of any real known animal. So they just call it a set animal. Oh, okay, I thought it was supposed to be like a jackal or something like that. Well, of course, Anubis is the jackal headed. Oh, right. Yep. Okay. Uh, you see, this whole time I was watching this episode going, is Anubis set? Are they the same character in the lore? <laughs> see, I didn't get all the books from the from the science museum, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you should read a book you didn't have. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're set animals and uh, all three of them are carrying weapons. One of them has like an axe and then another one has like a sickle. And then the third one has like a pair of batons or something. Mm hmm. Um, one of the batons though, looks like it's coming out of the back of its hand. Interesting. Like one of them, it's clearly holding it. The other one, it's got its fist up and it looks like it's, it's like drawn behind the fist, like not in a way that it could actually be holding it. That might just be a trick of the animator's eye. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was intentional or if it was just like an animation mistake, but I seen it. (laughs) It was there. It really happened. (laughs) You'll have to take my word for it. (laughs) We're taking each other. Yeah, we're putting a lot of faith into each other's (laughs) word on this episode. Uh, I don't know if I believe a damn thing coming out of your mouth. It's fair. You better not believe anything coming out of mine because it's been all lies. (laughs) I didn't even watch this episode. I'm just (laughs) guessing very luckily. Yeah, I can't believe you agreed to uh, to run this one if you didn't even watch it. I'm doing a pretty good job so far, aren't I? And I'm just (laughs) bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Uh, these these minions immediately start carving up all of Aku's robots like it's fucking Thanksgiving dinner, just like slicing through their bodies like nothing, cutting them to shreds. Aku is watching this total carnage from the sidelines. He's just going like, uh, oops, uh, boy, maybe we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> oh, he seemed pretty gleeful to me. <laughs> 
I, I just I, I, does he actually like vocalize during this scene or? I think there are a couple of close-ups on his face where he goes like, uh. oh, <laughs> I think he's just surprised by what's and maybe like in a rare moment for Aku, like feels bad. Like, oh, man, I really led all these robots to their deaths here. That's what they're for. Yeah, they're just uh, minion fodder. Um, minion fodder sounds like a banana to me. That's enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's never enough. God damn it. <laughs> The uh, last of these robots stands still as one of the minions jumps in front of it and uh, it lets out a big nasty snort and like a dust cloud surrounds the robot. I thought it was going to be really funny because I thought it was going to be like poison gas shooting out of its its nostrils, which would have been funny to poison a robot to death. But that didn't happen. Instead, it just cuts the robot into shreds like every other robot. Yep. I can't have everything I want. Well, this robot gets a pretty cool, like, slow-mo of the four pieces of its body separating. Yeah. Tears it to ribbons. Mm -hmm. It's a fun, fun kill. Uh, Aku, yeah, he is loving this moment for sure. He he laughs and compliments the minions of Set and uh, tells them that, you know, since he freed them, they actually owe him a favor. They owe him a debt now. And he tells them that a, a samurai warrior approaches this temple and he commands them to destroy him. Um, and then he laughs and vanishes into thin air. And the camera pulls up out from these ruins of the temple into like the hot desert sun, which then transitions into the moon. And we could see Jack is walking through the desert alone at night, trying to keep himself warm. Like he can uh, see his own breath. It's so cold out. Um, I'm pretty sure he, uh, says I'm smoking and pretends to take a drag of a cigarette when he yeah. can see his own breath. I think he does that. That's a good gag. Um, Jack is yeah walking through the desert and sees the temple in the distance and starts to like pick up the pace. Uh, he reaches the, the temple and enters the ruins and looks around at all these toppled columns and statues and approaches that giant statue he'd seen before of like the pharaohs and Anubis sitting in the thrones. He approaches that giant statue, which is now old and like dilapidated. And Jack says out loud, this is another episode where he does a lot of talking to himself. Jack's losing his marbles, I think, a little yeah, bit. There's there's one point in the episode, I'll bring it up again, but... It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Jack. Yeah, Jack does a lot of verbalizing this time around. Uh, but he looks up at this giant crumbled statue and he says to himself, it seems so familiar, this place. So, like, he didn't come to this temple on purpose. He just he just happened on it like he did his homeland in uh, Jack Remembers the Past. How does this keep happening to him? The world is a big <laughs> place. Not this one. That's how he keeps getting from Egypt to like America. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, maybe in like the thousands of years since he was sent forward, somehow the earth shrunk. It's compressing. Yeah. Or yeah, Pangea worked opposite where like it was supposed to spread apart, but actually it just <laughs> well, went no, it, all it did. Back it's, it spread apart, but then it came back around it on the other side. Around. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I'll buy that. It only takes three thousand years for you know that continental drift to work its magic. Yeah, yeah, it's real. If science quick. has told me anything. Um, yeah, he's arrived at this familiar temple on accident, I guess. Uh, and he walks around some more and he approaches that large crater where the tomb is. And, uh, he sees that the top of the tomb is opened and sure enough, he remembers now exactly where he is. And he says to himself, 
the minions of Set. And from off screen, a demonic fist enters and punches Jack right in the face. It's so good. I, I love that there's no like messing around. It's as soon as he knows what's going on, it's happening. Yeah. Immediate battle time before he can even catch his breath. Like those three minions are now just completely thrashing him. Like just like happened last week, his shirt is torn off like within the first few minutes of the episode. (laughs) So we're going to immediately lose the shirt again. The the show again, they know where their bread is buttered. (laughs) Got to get got to get them sex appeal bonus points. Got to get the pecs out and the fists pumping. (laughs) I've played uh, Dead Rising. Um. Yeah, he uh, he's getting pummeled by these minions. They're just like beating the hell out of him. And one of them grabs him and throws him against a stone wall and and charges at him. And it cuts to commercial as it's charging. And when it cuts back, uh, Jack pulls out his sword and starts deflecting the attacks from these minions. Uh, They just continue swiping at him relentlessly. Um, One of them lets out like a big snarl with like these dripping nasty fangs i think it's cool like that's that's a cool part of their character designs is like they're they're gaping maws yeah the the fangs are really cool and we get a lot of like really nice like detailed shots of them throughout the episode yeah it's very cool yeah they're fun creatures um Jack keeps dodging and deflecting attacks as the minions are like trying to encircle him and trap him. Um, one lunges towards Jack and Jack actually manages to cut off its arm and then cuts like a tear through his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that minion does reel back for a moment, but then its body like reforms the segment that got torn away and regrows the arm and like picks up his weapon and starts attacking yeah. Jack again. And the way he's like torn kind of is reminiscent of the way it works with Aku as well. Right. Um, but it's it seems more powerful than Aku in that he can immediately regrow from it. Right. Yeah. It's like instant regeneration, mm-hmm. like one second of pain. And then, all right, back back to the fight. Yeah. Um, They uh, they rough Jack up for a bit. You know, they get in some good shots on him. Uh, and all Jack can really do now is just run and hide. Like they knock him away and he scrambles up and like hides behind some stone pillars. Um, then we get to <laughs> what is pretty much the rest of this episode is Jack running and them chasing and then Jack running somewhere else and then them chasing again. It's just a big chase episode. Yep. Like uh, Jack and the five hunters. That's the one. Uh, they should have called this Jack and the f- the four minions yeah (laughs) but instead they called it jack and the scarab (laughs) we haven't even gotten to the scarab yet oh what a mess (laughs) um yeah jack hides behind a pillar and uh he actually remarks he says uh these creatures are more powerful than anything i have ever encountered which i think it kind of sucks that he says that out loud like, I don't like Jack having that thought, like, canonically on the show. <laughs> He's ranking all the enemies. Yeah. He's that's like, go for us. That's, you, that's for you and me to decide what <laughs> Jack's greatest opponent is. Yeah, stay in your fucking lane, Jack. Jack, you fight. We'll be the judge of it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a weird line for Jack to make. It also makes, like, all of his other past fights seem insignificant for, like, for Jack to be saying this. Yeah. <laughs> I never really cared about any of those ones. No, that was child's play. Boring. This is the big leagues, baby. Yeah. Um, Jack is thinking on how he's going to defeat these minions, and uh, he flashes back to his 
childhood and actually remembers the prophecy that was written on the side of the tomb, which, as we remember, he never finished reading because that priest scolded him to get back to studying. Yep. That priest doomed everybody. Yeah. Listen here, kids. Skip school because you never know when something you were reading is going to save the entire world. Is that the lesson we're supposed to take away from this? That's what I got from it, yeah. But then if you skip school, how are you going to read the message written on the side of the tomb? Go to a little bit of school. Learn to read. Just enough where you get the reading part down. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the rest. Find your own path through life. Um, Yeah, he, he thinks back on that and he gets up from his hiding spot, but his sword clinks against one of these stone pillars and kind of gives away his position to the minions Which that is start important. chasing him again. Remember that. That they heard his sword clink. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> um, he uh, Jack runs from them and reaches uh, the tomb that they had been imprisoned in. And he scans over it, like reading all the hieroglyphics, trying to find that prophecy that he had read as a child. And he finds it and does start to read it again, but is cut off as those minions uh, sort of arrive at the scene. And... He hides behind the tomb and uh, they are searching for him like they're sniffing for him with their long set animal snouts. They're kind of fun, like predator creatures. I don't know. I like them. I I really like the design on these guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, They're they're searching out Jack and they start to walk around like either side of the tomb. And uh, just before they approach. Jack leaps over the tomb. He jumps good over the tomb back to the front where the prophecy is. Mm -hmm. And he reads the rest of the prophecy and uh, turns out the answer he's looking for is uh, the the prophecy says it's in the seat of evil. Here's here's the thing, though. He reads the prophecy out loud with the things right on the other side of the tomb. Like we literally just established that the sword clinking was enough for them to find him. But now he's like speaking like in a normal tone, like five feet away from the damn things. Yeah. Uh, 1000% blowing his cover. This happened again. We mentioned this episode already, but in Jack and the Five Hunters, he's like hiding in a tunnel from them and is like, these guys are really good at chasing me. And then they instantly hear him and start chasing him again. It's like, like, shut your mouth, dude. Shut up. (laughs) Why do you have to speak all the time? If we can, if he doesn't speak, then how are we supposed to know what he's thinking? <laughs> no, I, I I get that. I I can't read hieroglyphics, so I'm glad he's there. It's to on help us. Me yeah, out, but <laughs> you know what? We gave him a lot of shit for learning hieroglyphics early on. <laughs> but maybe if we had done our homework when we were in school, uh, Jack, yeah, could have saved himself from almost <laughs> almost certain doom from these these minions. Uh, it's on us. We're sorry, Jack. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm a little sorry. Um, yeah, the seed of evil, it says, and Jack says to himself, seed of evil? Could it be? Um, of course, they hear him, just like you said, and they attack. Uh, so Jack blocks their attacks and again runs away into the temple. Um, he sees a huge pillar that's like on the brink of collapsing, like just hanging over the edge. And he puts his whole body into pushing this pillar over and it knocks over a bunch of other stone pillars and like a domino effect, just like completely collapsing these pillars around him. 
Um, and he races into an open doorway on the other side of this big room uh, that gets blocked by the the fragments of this pillar just as those minions arrive. So he, he evades them at least for another moment. Mm-hmm. Was the was the scene just before he gets to the pillars the the really cool shot where he gets like pushed out of the crater around the the tomb and like he's like kind of like flailing in the air and then we get like a slow mo of the three of them jumping up out of the pillar or out of the crater right behind him yeah i i believe you're right i think somehow i didn't write that down in my notes and i actually really liked that shot yeah that was my favorite shot in the episode i i kept watching it for that shot because i kept like looking away and then i'd finish the episode and be like where the hell was that shot because i saw like pictures of it online uh yeah yeah awesome awesome scene really cool thanks for picking up my slack i can't believe i didn't write that down because it was as cool as you're describing it yeah, to me. it was very very like dynamic action shot and then he like so he's like sideways and he spins around and lands on one foot and just takes off very cool so that juxtaposed with the freeze frame of them jumping out of the tomb earlier like yeah. makes that look even shittier than it already did to me <laughs> It was setting it up. It was like, hey, they can do this slow motion jump thing. You think we can do this? Look how much better we can do. Even in the course of this episode, we've really honed our craft. It's just like you and me, baby. Our episodes start a little rough by by the end of them. Oh, we're practically singing into these microphones. Yeah, he uh, he's bought himself a little time and he's he's again pondering out loud. He's like, seed of evil, seed of evil, trying to think of what the seed of evil is. And he realizes, oh, I'm looking for a statue of Set. Um, and he takes off running and conveniently finds a intact, perfectly intact statue of Set somewhere in this temple. Mm-hmm. And he reads over the engravings on this statue that show a, a blue scarab. So here's your scarab, um, the famous Bill Engvall uh, joke. Here's I thought your you were going to go there with it. <laughs> I don't know. That's our brains. Our brains. I, don't f- work I felt so that good. one coming the second you said, here's your scarab. <laughs> you might be a minion. Uh, oh, yikes. That's a classic. Or that's a timely joke. People still like billing Paul, right? Hey, you know, 2002, this episode came out. It's fitting. If there was ever a time. Um. Yeah. Blue scarab and, and Jack. Again, says out loud to himself, oh, a scarab, it, it is the key, he says. Naturally, mm-hmm. we all knew that after we saw the blue scarab. Um, and there's a small opening just beneath that scarab carving, and uh, Jack sticks his hand into that opening. Brendan, have you watched the new Dune movie yet? Not yet, no. Is it still in theaters? I'll do it this weekend. I'll bet it is. There's a scene where someone sticks their hand in like a very small opening, kind of like a very similar thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't that the intro? Like the very beginning? It happens very Uh, early on in the movie anyway. It's the box. Um, Exactly. Yeah. I wish that I almost like expected a very similar thing to happen to Jack as happens in Dune, where like he then goes, it like gets put through intense pain. But that is not what happened. Um, instead, what happens is a stone tablet pops out of this this hole, like one of those prizes at like those quarter vending machines that have stickers and tattoos in them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a 
little box that has a fragment of a golden scarab inside of it. And Jack picks up that that scarab fragment and there's a fucking music sting like he's opening a chest or like solved a riddle in the Legend of Zelda. There's a lot of real video gamey sound effects that are associated with this scarab throughout the episode. Yeah. It like it's, it makes this like pinging noise like you're playing as Knuckles in Sonic Adventure <laughs> 2. Oh, it's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Jack goes on like a weird fetch quest that like, I I don't know. We'll talk about it more. <laughs> uh, there's a clue written on this this scarab box, and it says that the other half is uh, it says where the moon hits the sea of reeds. And Jack thinks about the sea of reeds some more. But those minions have finally caught up to him. And uh, Jack runs away from them again. Uh, and just keeps thinking out loud to himself, Sea of Reeds, Sea of Reeds, Sea of Reeds. Just like he did with the Seed of Evil, Seed of Evil. Right. You got to remember, he's trying to help us remember what he's looking for, <laughs> even though we have no part in like helping him find. It's not like Dora the Explorer where like we can help him solve the clues. It's all up to Jack. <laughs> he should just put a quest reminder in the top of the screen. Right. Yeah, that would be useful. Um, those minions chase Jack. Uh, they're like running along the walls of the temple and like crawling across the ceiling, which is kind of interesting. Um, one of them jumps down in front of Jack to block his path, but Jack like slides under its legs and keeps running. Um, they keep chasing after him. One of them throws its weapon at Jack and trips him and uh, they catch up to him and strike him a few times. And uh, a minion grabs Jack and, and slams him into one of the temple walls and as Jack is pinned against this wall, he uh, looks behind him at this big wall that is decorated with these, these stripes that are engravings of reeds. Mm -hmm. And in a very pained voice, Jack says, sea of reeds. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does sound pained, but he also sounds super excited about it. Like, a, like an aha moment kind of thing. His squished voice is really funny to me because it sounds like a different Phil Lamar character. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think so? Like, like an existing one which. or like him doing a different character, like just a yeah, new I, one? I don't have like a specific character pinpointed, but it definitely sounds like a character that he probably has voiced in some other project at some point. Huh. Well, let's hear it. Reeds. Sea of Reeds. So what do you think? Yeah, Brendan? I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was very funny. Um, yeah, he, uh, he has found the sea of reeds, I guess. Um, and he breaks free from the minions grasp and runs away. And there's, a, it's actually kind of a cool shot of him, like running through the sea of reeds. Like as that pattern is moving along behind him, as he, he yeah. runs through this corridor. It almost looks like uh, a completely different setting. Like if you didn't know these were engravings on a temple wall, you might think it's like, uh, like a dark bamboo forest or something that he's running yeah. past. Uh, it's a really nice shot. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, he runs down this hallway and uh, he reaches this big open chamber and across the chamber he can see there's another fragment of the scarab hanging high up on a wall. Um, and he celebrates for a moment that he's found the next portion of the scarab, but the minions like burst through a wall and like catch up to him. Um Jack then runs vertically up the wall to reach the scarab fragment. Like he does. 
like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, runs up the wall and like sticks his sword in the wall so he doesn't slide down. And he hangs there for a moment as he grabs that second piece of the scarab and reads the final clue that's written here. And it says the last piece of the scarab is in the crown of the great Pharaoh. And uh, Jack is reading that. And as he does, the minions slam into the wall beneath him, which starts to crumble. And Jack like leaps away from it at the last second. And Jack keeps running. Uh, the minions keep chasing him. I feel like they're a little underutilized. Like at first, like it was Jack kind of getting fucked up by these yeah. minions and like a little bit of fighting. And now it's just full on like Jack runs to point A. They chase him there. He finds what he needs, runs to point B. They chase him there. Yeah, he seems to be able to outpace them pretty easily as long as he keeps moving. It's only really right. when he like slows down and looks around that they are able to catch up. Yeah, it's I don't know. Not what I want out of these characters. Um, but it's what we got. Uh, he, uh, keeps running and snaps the two pieces of the scarab together. And, uh, as he's running, he's like cutting up pillars and walls around him to create roadblocks for the minions. He's really desecrating this ancient temple that he seemed to have such a great time in as a boy. Yeah. Something that he used to call home for a time. Yeah. He's just fine. He doesn't, he never really liked it that much. He had friends there, like. (laughs) They opened their home to him in a time of great need. And yeah, he's just tearing it to shreds now with his sword. I think he's like smiling as he's doing it, too. I don't know. No, he he always wanted to. Right. Yeah. All those times he's like, man, I can't wait until I'm grown up and get that sword back. I'm going to fuck this place up. (laughs) Um, It's because they had those slap tag games. He didn't like to play rough like that. And now he's getting his revenge. Yeah. Um. Jack reaches a very tall statue of a standing pharaoh, and he leaps up the statue and he finds the last scarab fragment embedded in the crown of the statue. And he grabs it, and he has a big smile, and he's about to put the final piece of the puzzle together. But just as he's about to do that, the scarab piece is knocked out of his hands by one of those minions that has climbed up next to him on this statue, and it stares at him and gives him a big, nasty snarl. We get another really good shot of those teeth in this shot, too. Like the the, the muzzle of the beast is like very close yeah. to the camera. We, yeah. get, we get a real nice look at them chompers. <laughs> those pearly whites, pearly golds. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty like yellow and gold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're menacing, whatever color they are. Um, yeah, those other two minions are approaching the scarab fragment that is now on the ground beneath them. And Jack leaps down off the statue and hurls uh, the sheath of his sword directly at the fragment and knocks it away from them just as they're about to pick it up. And uh, Jack lands on the ground and tries to make a run towards that fragment. But uh, the two minions attack him and sort of hold him back and block his path. And as this happens, the third minion reaches that fragment and picks it up and throws it in the air and opens his mouth wide to eat it. A clever strategy. Yeah, but he didn't see that one coming. Um, and Jack makes a desperate leap and reaches for this this scarab fragment. And there's actually a pretty fun shot of like in slow motion, Jack sticking his hand into like the wide open jaws of this creature to like snatch the the scarab right before it goes into its belly. Yeah, literally uh, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, <laughs> literally that. 
Uh, and then he holds its mouth open and sticks his head inside of it. And uh, <laughs> people clap for him. And he's got a stool that he like kind of shakes at it a little bit. Yeah. Why do they shake stools at tigers and lions and circuses? Uh, maybe just to piss him off or maybe because it's like <clears throat> it's an easy enough prop to have around, but it's like long enough that you can kind of keep the animal back. <laughs> a stool yeah <laughs> the longest tool known to man well it's like it's, it's easy enough to just like have there and you could be sitting on it when you don't need to be fending off the lion that's fair yeah it's a fun it's a multi-purpose prop yeah oh those circus folk know what they're doing they're a clever bunch unlike them fucking astronauts Thank you so much for listening. Gotta recap at gmail.com <laughs> is the email address. Let us know what planet you are currently stationed mm-hmm. on. I'm on Earth. Um, just wanted to make that clear. Um, yeah, Jack has that final piece of the puzzle and he tumbles away and puts all of the be- the beetle, scarab, whatever uh, fragments it's together. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. We're talking about the same thing here. Puts them uh, all together and uh, there's a flash of golden light and the the scarab now whole sprouts like these little wings. I love this bit. Yeah. And a, a there's like a little golden aura surrounding the the scarab that just flies out of Jack's hands into the sky and disappears <laughs> out just, of sight like Team Rocket blasting off fucks again. Off into the sky. <laughs> 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 and there's like long lingering shots of everybody looking at where it disappeared to like, is that it? Like, <laughs> It's like a multi thousands year prank. Like, gotcha. It doesn't actually do anything. Just flies away. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. You're dead meat, boy. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, they're all puzzled. They're like the minions are looking at it. Jack's looking at it. They like look at each other like they all kind of shrug their shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, sorry, man. I really thought that was going to work out for you. No, not this time. Um, that that's scarab. Yeah, just fu- <laughs> just like you said, it just fucks right off into the sky, never to be seen again. Uh, and with it gone, uh, Jack's like last line of defense is is gone, and the the minions approach him, and they they snarled. And it, just as it seems like the fight is about to begin, there's a bright flash in the sky above. The scarab came through, Brendan. Thank God. You just had to have a little faith. <laughs> what if it didn't, though? Like, what if the episode what did? Nothing just, like, happened. <laughs> commit to that? Oh, man. I might have liked that more. Although, this is probably my favorite part. Oh, I, I what love happens what happens right here. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a huge, bright explosion in the sky. And a beam of brilliant light encompasses this temple that is like seemingly put back together in this shot. Like it seems like it's not even in ruins anymore. It's like in its former glory. I don't know. Kind of weird. Um, but it's enveloped in this, this beautiful golden light and Jack and the minions watch as a figure descends from the sky down this golden light beam highway. And it's not just any figure. It is literally the sun god raw. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a stupid duck bill. <laughs> he, he's like this giant, like broad shouldered character with like big beefy arms and like kind of tiny legs like Ross skips leg day. <laughs> he's got this really dumb like duck face yeah <laughs> depicted as he is you know in like actual ancient egyptian yeah. uh, art you know this this 
jacked male body with, yeah, the huge falcon head on top of it. But, like, the way that he's animated in the scene is very funny because, yeah, he's got, like, this very blank expression with dead bird eyes. Like, <laughs> he just floating down this, this golden path down to Earth towards Jack and the minions. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very silly. Um, and he's fucking huge. Like he lands on the ground and he's like even way bigger than the temple was. Oh yeah. And Brendan, I don't know. I mean, so, uh, the Egyptian sun God Ra is here. Uh, I guess we just have to say all pantheons do truly exist. Yeah. It's what it's what it seems like so far. I mean, we pondered that in Jack and the lava monster. <laughs> I can't know, wait till Jack confirmed. meets Christian God. Um, I hope Jack does meet. Yeah. The Christian God. Maybe he'll just straight up meet Jesus. In <laughs> and one I'm of his episodes. friend Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. <laughs> I would be I would be 100 percent OK with that. That would be so fun. Just meet all the gods. Jack's meeting like Moses. He's meeting like uh, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, the show American Gods? No, but I've heard about it. Oh, it's very good. And there's one bit where they go to a party that's all the different like cultures, ideas of Jesus. So it's like a hundred different Jesus is all having a party and they're all like turning water to wine, but none of them are really impressed by it. That's really funny. Uh, That's a good bit. So I think something like that could really work well in uh, Samurai Samurai Jack. Jack, Yeah, Yeah. well, I think it's probably coming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all pantheons exist. I kind of prefer it this way. Like, I don't know, just. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. And like, I, I'm not opposed to it. Um, the minions, they start barking at raw as he's, he's descending down and, uh, they're like howling and their, their black bodies start to bubble and emit like these blue flames. Yeah. They, um, they just, their, their flesh starts boiling on like yeah. on them. It's uh, pretty intense. Yeah. It seems like raw's presence has like supercharged them somehow. Mm. Yeah. And one of them leaps up toward Ra to attack. But just before he can do that, uh, Ra blasts this minion with these gigantic laser eyes. Mm -hmm. Like these gigantic lasers shoot from his eyes and just completely vaporize this creature. They they come out sideways. Like it's just like giving him the side eye and it just like destroys him. No emotion from Ra. Just, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) blasting him with these lasers. Ra is so good in this episode. He's such a good character, yeah. New favorite Samurai Jack character, (laughs) Ra. It's so good. Another, one of the other minions also tries to attack and similarly gets vaporized. The third minion uh, thinks better of it and tries to run away, but Ra is still able to vaporize it, like, before it can leave. Yeah. So, like, these... These most powerful foes that Jack has ever faced. Jack is now standing there just like completely slack jawed (laughs) as as the God raw has vaporized all of them in one shot kills. (laughs) Wondering if he's about to get vaporized. Yeah. Like, oh, what did I do? (laughs) He's the one who summoned him. That was a big mistake. But maybe this is worse. Yeah, Jack, Jack watches all of this happen, and uh, now they're just standing alone, Jack and Raw, and uh, Jack leaps up this tall pillar that's, like, directly next to Raw's face, and <laughs> such a fucking dope. He, <laughs> not that you and me would have any idea how to do this, but Jack has absolutely no idea how to talk to a literal god. 
Yeah, he's real sheepish the entire time. <laughs> um, excuse me. Thank you for destroying the minions of Set. But, hmm, do you happen to know where there is a uh, time portal? <laughs> and the shot lingers on Rod, just like staring at him. <laughs> and we hear like a sound effect, like a crunching or like a, like the, the charging of his eyes kind of thing. And then yeah. into the next shot, he's just ascending again. <laughs> Immediately going back up. Yeah, no answer. I'm not even going to acknowledge that you are even here, Jack. Jack, he literally looks up at him. He's like, oh, I guess he doesn't know any time portals. It's so good. I love that the entire time Roz in this Roz. situation, the episode the goes MVP. like so many levels up on the scale. Roz, yeah, just... His sheer demeanor, like the gigantic, humongous buff man with blank bird face. <laughs> with and no then, yeah, emotion his attitude. at all. Yeah. Someone with no expression on his face having like the level of attitude by saying nothing. <laughs> like Jack's, I don't know. He's such a good character. And we watch him fly away for like what feels like a long time, too. <laughs> he ascends back up the light beam. Jack just kind of is just like, all right, well, I tried. Um. Ra is gone. I'm sad. <laughs> Ra has gone back to the sky, and that light beam fades, and Jack looks up into the night sky, and he leaps down from the top of his pillar, and he's he's cold again. Uh, you know, of course, now he's shirtless, so he's mm. even colder than he was before. Um, but he grabs some sticks and rocks, and he tries to build, like, a little campfire, and uh, the camera zooms out from Jack, like trying to light this fire. And it zooms all the way out. And we're seeing like the whole Egyptian temple. And as we're seeing this, the the final moments of the episode, uh, Aku delivers a monologue over the scene and basically says like, ah, you win this time, Samurai, but next time I'll get you. Like, yeah, it feels kind of weird coming directly off the heels of the, the previous episode. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. This monologue was like completely not needed in this moment. Mm. Like they could have just ended it with Jack, like trying to light the fire. They're not scared of doing something as simple as that. But like they felt like they had to cram in like an extra bit of Aku being like, hey, I tried to get you. Yeah. Trying to bookend it. Like, don't forget, this was Aku's plan. Uh, you know, this show, they got to learn not to do clumsy transitions to endings. Um uh, unlike some some popular shows do. Anyway, yeah. Brendan, that's the end of that episode. Hey! Watch it. Okay, Brendan, we've reached that precious part of the podcast where we get to uh, give our summation of what we thought about the episode. Uh, that's how this podcast works. Yeah. Um, Brendan, go ahead and uh, tell me how you felt about episode 31 of Samurai Jack titled Jack and the Scarab. I really liked this one. Uh, there were some elements about it that I thought were a little weird, like Jack constantly repeating what he was currently looking for. I thought felt weird, especially on repeat viewings. Um, and like the, the scarab being in the title is a little weird, but I mean, it was a it was a major like tool in the episode, but it was not really like a huge focus on it. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was very cool. And when when Ra showed up, I forgave everything. 
And this <laughs> catapulted to the top of my list. <laughs> yeah, that's almost enough to yeah push it over <laughs> anything else. The raw stuff was incredible. <laughs> I Making cracked so up, much out of a silent I cracked character. up every time I watched it. <laughs> uh, Brendan, I wish I could share that enthusiasm with you. This was maybe like, for me, this was like one of the worst episodes that I think we've had of this show in like a very long time. Wow. I think the problem – so the flashback sequence sucked because we've had flashback sequences on this show. And even you said you skipped it. Like mm. not nearly to the same level of quality as we've had of like other young Jack sequences. Yeah. So that sucked. Um, the whole scarab putting together scene was pretty fucking useless to me. Like – it wasn't interesting, I like think. The, like, you mean the scene where all. he finally puts the head on it? Or you no, mean the I'm entire sorry. sequence? I mean, like, the entire, like, yeah, the sequence of him finding the pieces of mm. it to put together, like, which was a very large part of this episode. Oh, yeah, him, yeah. Like, hunting down those fragments. I thought none of it worked for me, like, because, like, it's, it's, it's essentially Jack, like, finding a clue and being like, uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, it's this. And then running to the thing and grabbing it, mm. like. That doesn't really work. It does work in a video game, like we talked about, when you're the person like going to find the thing and answering the riddle. Mm -hmm. But in this, it's literally like Jack reading the riddle and then saying, oh, yeah, I know the answer, and then answering it. You know what it kind of feels to me like is uh, every season has to have an obligatory episode that feels like a video game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it seems like that might be where this one fits in like the structure of this season is that's the video game episode. <laughs> No Jack and the Dragon this time around, <laughs> I say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The raw stuff, like we said, I could talk about that all day. It was fucking great. Um, <laughs> but just the rest of this episode, like, I feel like the the set, the minions of set were cool characters that I feel like were kind of wasted. Underutilized, um, yeah. Yeah, and and – just like, yeah, 99% of the episode being like them chasing Jack as he goes on this fetch quest that I'm not invested in at all. Mm. Like, I don't know. This for me was like easily the worst episode as strongly as I felt last week about Jack and the zombies being my top episode of this season. Uh, this episode, I feel even more strongly about being the bottom episode of the season and even worse than like a lot of episodes that we've watched over the past. I don't even know how many weeks. Wow. Not for me. I real say. strong, real strong take. I would probably sit exactly opposite that where last week I thought it was just OK. And this one I was pretty into. But you know what, Nick? That's the beauty of Samurai Jack. That's <laughs> is there something that's the for dynamic everyone. we got, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little a little piece of the pie for everyone. Some, Gather some around the table. One for you, one for me. <laughs> uh, this one was for you. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, I'll um, take it. But that's OK. Brendan, I, like I've said before, every time I know that I, I have an opinion that I feel very strongly about, I love when you have the opposite opinion. Uh, it seems to always work out like that. It seems to always work out. And we do way. not plan these things just in case we get some accusations that this is scripted at all. It's not. <laughs> I had no idea how Nick thought about any of it. I really felt strongly that you would be on my side this time around, but um, I'm not I'm not upset about it in a way I was with something like Jack and the Gangster. So it's OK. <laughs> um, well, see, I think if this one I think if they had had more like actual combat with the 
minions, I would probably like it less. I I, mm. I don't love watching him just swing his sword for 20 minutes. Right. I like when there's something else. I do wish they kind of like like uh, expanded on the riddles. Like he didn't just solve them immediately or like stumble on the answers all the time. I wish they did kind of put some time into like him having to like maybe even like more flashbacks. Like you get more of him running around as a kid and he remembers where it was or something. Right. Uh, something like something that might like have that. like helped flesh it out and make it feel more cohesive. Yeah. Add a little extra. Um, but flavor. I still I still liked where it's at. Yeah, exactly. Uh, agree to disagree. My boy We'll we'll fight it out uh, during the season three recap. Oh, I'm sure we won't. Those are never, <laughs> never as spicy as I would like them to be. I'm going to bring extra spice this time. Even just this conversation, you know, it, it, it I'm starting to do the math in my head because those points can swing. We got to adjust the point scale. The science is nope, wrong. Nope, those MIT be, graduates don't know what they're talking perfected. about. <laughs> Completely perfected. Uh, actually, they can't even edit it. It's in a it's a read only program. So <laughs> send us in your uh, your episode ranking point value scale. systems. Yeah, I guarantee they'll be the same as ours. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that was Jack and the Scarab, a shitty episode title. Uh, yeah. Brendan, I believe we got an email this week. Bah, 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 email. This is the email song. One of these it's weeks, been the email song. I'm going to I'm gonna sing the song, and you're not going to have a chance to do it. And I'm <laughs> going to do a different song. This is an email from Malkman is here on Twitter. He didn't email us on Twitter, though. I don't think you can do that. But it's an email from him, and it starts. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it starts, hey there, guys. Just wanted to chime in on some stuff you mentioned in your Jack and the Rave episode. Uh, yes, people do still have raves, okay. although right now they shouldn't. Because of the pandemic. Um, F- fair. Yeah. <laughs> Here are three articles, and he links us three articles that I imagine uh, tell us that raves are still a thing, but I didn't read them. Can uh, confirm. <laughs> I read over those articles. Raves are happening. Thank God one of us did. <laughs> the The headlines say things like rave scene report in these places. <laughs> say, so Say things like headline. Raves happening. Yeah. <laughs> Raves so, real. Confirmed. The headline said it. It's got to be legit. Uh, uh, as for live action anime adaptations, those are actually yes. pretty common in Japan, uh, which most of them never see the light of day here. And I did. I did know that um, I have seen a few Japan only adaptations like the old Death Note. Uh, and there's like a Jojo's. We, I think we brought up the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I think one. So, yeah. Um, so I have seen a few of those and I know that they never make it over here. Uh but yep, there are there are a bunch there. We don't like get them because we always hate them. It seems like <laughs> yeah, they don't perform well <laughs> over here. I think so that's the biggest they don't problem. Bother. We did get that um, Ghost in the Shell movie. What was it? Five years ago now. Yes, we did with ScarJo. Um, with ScarJo, yeah, I thought that was okay. I didn't see it. Uh, as far as anime adaptations go, it was fine. Um. Yeah, uh, but then he goes on to say, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention the Speed Racer film directed by the Wachowskis, uh, which is the Wachowskis of the Matrix fame. Correct. I Um, kind of entirely forgot about the Speed Racer movie having been a thing. Um, mm -hmm. I have never seen it, uh, but I do remember like positive reception to that movie. And I feel like even today, like I think it has something of like a maybe like a cult following kind of. Yeah, um, I have seen it. I thought it was flashy. Uh, it was kind of fun. 
Um, I watched it around the time I watched Ragnarok, which did or Thor Ragnarok, I should say, which did uh, some similar things in terms of like the the graphic stylings and like the that sort of aesthetic. OK, um, but Speed Racer was a lot more like in your face with it than Ragnarok was. Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't love it, but I think why it didn't come out to mind for me is because I always forget that Speed Racer is an anime. Yeah, it always just seemed like one of those like really old, like shitty cartoons. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know um, I, I, it's not the top of my mind when I think of anime, but I guess it, I mean, I, yeah. it does. Count. No, it, it totally counts. Like it's a very valid point. Totally fair. I just, it's not one that I think of when I think of right. anime. Um, there's like a certain like nineties anime on is anime to me. Anything before that is just like weird old cartoons where people just go, Whoa, a lot. <laughs> I'm more stuck on the uh, if you say Avatar fucking Cooley. so help me. OK, <laughs> that's an anime, right? Yeah. Fully Cooley is an anime. It's my favorite. I've one, never actually. seen it. Yeah, I know. I know you like it very much. I've never <laughs> seen it. It's my favorite one. I didn't like the two new seasons. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Malkman goes on to say Malkman is here. I should say say his whole name. Show the man some goddamn respect. Malkman Nick. is here. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, talking about the Speed Racer film. He says that seems to be one of the anime adaptations that people like, at least in the U.S., which is what you were saying. Uh, and he says, if you haven't seen it yet, it's on HBO Max and you should check it out sometime. Uh, and you have HBO Max, so there's no excuse. If you don't that's come true. prepared to next week's episode, having seen that movie, Malkman is here is going to be so disappointed in you. And I'm going to I'm going to fully support him in that. I do appreciate the tip that uh, Malkman is here. Has given us here. I didn't know that was on HBO Max. Uh, knowing that, there is probably now a fifteen percent chance I will watch it <laughs> because I always forget to do these types of things. But at least the knowledge is now in my mind. Yeah, I think it was on Netflix a few years ago. I think that's where I saw it. But okay, um, we'll see. It, yeah, it's all right. It's a it's a decent time. I probably won't, but I might. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I'm not interested to. I you just know to, myself. You might want to write up that angry letter now, Mouthman is here, so you can send it in next that's week. That's fair. I deserve it. And I will I will read it. I'm a shitbag, so <laughs> that's fine. Anyway. Uh, well, thank you for the email. Uh, that was uh, enlightening about the uh, raves. I am surprised those are still a thing. Um, yes. And we are very uncultured in the ways of live action Japanime. Valuable information, as always, from at Malkman is here. Uh, he also emailed us to say Happy Thanksgiving, which we are well past that point. So uh, <laughs> we hope that uh, you also had a good Thanksgiving at Malkman is here, uh, as did the rest of our American listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, also hope that everyone, I believe Hanukkah has already passed. I hope everyone yep. had a good Hanukkah that celebrates that and uh, other holidays to come up everyone have a good time even if there are no holidays in your life just enjoy no yourself. if there's no holidays then you need to be miserable you should be sad save some happiness for the rest of us who have something to celebrate <laughs> we're mad at you for being <laughs> such a buzzkill <laughs> uh, um, but we love all of you we love all of you very much uh especially when you email us like malkman is here did uh, yeah if you want to really bask in our our never-ending love that has now been promised. Send us fifty dollars. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, send us uh, your the last four of your social and the street <laughs> that you grew up on, as well as the make and model of your first car. 
Um, gotarecap at gmail.com is the email address you can reach us at with any of those things that I've just requested from you or uh, Samurai Jack thoughts, questions, uh, anything from recent episodes that we've discussed or uh, anything that you might find online. Uh, send it to us. We would love to discuss it. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about. We're, we're desperate for human connection. We, I, I, I've said it before. I can't keep talking to Brendan. It's making me <laughs> go crazy. I need yeah, someone else to really sort of get, g- give me a launching point. Cause I got nothing <laughs> else to say to this guy. Uh, at got recap is where you can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all having a good time over there. Uh, and then if you could head to Apple podcasts, drop us a five-star review. We would appreciate that very much brendan the sea of sea of reeds sea of reeds sea of reeds seed of evil oh my god i know some of those words he's got to quiet down a little bit he's got to keep some of those thoughts in the old noggin i know i have a tendency to say things on this podcast that sometimes get edited out because i'm like why did i say that (laughs) um you know i got a little bit of jack in me i think in in many ways I have I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I have nothing else to say to you. So how about we go ahead and end this episode? Bye. <laughs> That's I wasn't I wasn't actually requesting for you to say goodbye. Bye. But I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> we'll see everyone next week for episode 32 of Samurai Jack. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, Brendan. I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>